hey Bruce, welcome to the AM Crypto Show. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, for people who are maybe new to this, um, I've known Bruce for I think three years now, and uh, NKN has been one of the uh, projects from 2017 days that are still here, and not only here but are thriving. And uh, I'm very happy today to get Bruce on the show to tell people about their journey and what they are doing. Um, for those of us who may be newer to the space, uh, this is definitely something you would like to hear because this is a real startup with uh, with real entrepreneurs. So Bruce, I'll give the floor to you. Maybe you can give people a little introduction to uh, you, know, you and the team um, and uh, what uh, NKN does and how it works. Great. So thank you, Harvey, for inviting me over to the A11 Crypto on uh, the podcast. And it's an honor to be here. And uh, I think we are both kind of survivors. <laughs> so we met each other in 2017, and we are still here and uh, thriving. So that's a good sign. Uh, so let me start with a, a brief introduction myself, and then I'll talk about what NKN does and what this stands for. Fantastic. So uh, I'm Bruce, yeah, uh, co-founder of NKN. Uh, so the, my background is mostly in the networking software and communication ba uh, business. So I started my career in Nortel and then Nokia. And actually, when I was in Nokia, I met my founder, Yan Bo, who is a founder of NKN. So we work on two kind of internal ventures or startups for about eight years. And uh, we work on the uh, uh, Wi-Fi products, and we work on the 4G LTE products. So everything built from scratch all the way to a complete system. So that was a, a fun time. And also, that's how we know each other and build the trust uh, to found this new company. So, uh, But I think that we, I also did a, a small kind of trip to Google, worked for Google for about half a year, and working on the uh, Google's the, uh, mobile carrier called the Project Fi. Now it's called the Google Fi. So it's a Google's experiment in how can use a new business model to disrupt the mobile communication or mobile carrier business. So I think th those are the things, the threads coming together, uh, which eventually become NKN. So NKN stands for new kind of networks. So what we try to do is really to see, can we use both technology innovation and business model innovation to do something different for the telecommunication or networking business. So that's how it comes uh, into being. So on a very high level, so NKN is uh, uh, both a software and also an economic model to enable people to share their uh, bandwidth or internet connectivity. And in exchange, they will get some tokens and the people who uh, share their unused ones will get some kind of uh, token reward. So the token is really the, the kind of the underlying, uh, the blood bloodline. And then on the top of that is sharing your internet connectivity and bandwidth. And there's lots of interesting applications on top of that. But that's a kind of very high level uh, introduction about myself and also NKN. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's great. You know, um, so, you know, a comparison is like, you know, how I think in the Web3 um, decentralized world, you know, you have decentralized storage, you have decentralized um i guess compute uh, computational power and uh, right. nkn is like a, a different part right so just for people who may be uh, not familiar with this whole stack like can you maybe give a bit more color on the whole landscape and where does nkn sit and so basically what are the big components of this web3 decentralized world and how does nkn mm -hmm. fit into it 
Yeah, I think that's a great way because I think lots of people are not familiar. They use their phone every day, but they not necessarily know the, the cell tower or the network equipment behind it. So I think that's a good context. So if you look at the Web 3.0, uh, which is kind of evolution or revolution from the Web 2.0 we are using today. So everything uh, actually at the end of the day come down to three main components. You have the computing part, you have the storage part, and then you have the networking part. So any kind of Web 3.0 application or service or infrastructure eventually come down to the three. And people are quite familiar with Firecoin because uh, Firecoin just launched the mainnet. And uh, we also work with StoryJ. And we actually are working very well with both StoryJ and Firecoin in the storage space. And we all know Ethereum. I mean, Vitalik's vision is Ethereum will be the world's computer, a decentralized computer. So like Ethereum and Polkadot, and they are really working specifically on the computing side. Right. So, uh, of course, Bitcoin is somewhere else. Uh, it's a storage of value and other things. But on the Web 3.0 context, so we have the compute like Ethereum or the storage like Sia and uh, StoryJ and the Filecoin. And then there's still one piece missing. That's the networking. Right. So how can you transmit the bits between each other? And how do you do like when you stream video or listen to podcast and uh, all the bits have to go somehow from one place to another that's where we excel in and that's a particular kind of one of the three pillars we want to be the leading projects of um i mean as far as i'm aware there are, are there other players in this in the same space that you are in right now so there are a few projects not exactly uh overlap with what we do, but also in the networking business. Uh, one of them is Helium. So Helium is actually like a more addressing the vertical of IoT or Internet of Things. So, so they actually build their uh, own hardware and software and their own technology. They build a kind of wireless network, particularly for Internet of Things. And they also have a token mechanism. So that's one thing. Uh, one project is quite famous and in this space. There's a few other projects, for example, Mainframe used to be in this space, but I think they pivoted now probably more toward DeFi uh, direction. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few other uh, projects which are very focused on the wireless side of things, like, uh, I don't know if they're still there, uh, Right Mesh or uh, Q-Link. Some of the projects, they are very much on the Wi-Fi or uh, mobile side of things. So. Yeah, uh, we have a few sister projects in this area, but not exactly what we do. Great, great. I, 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 I think you raised a good question. Um, I know the two names. I don't know if they're still here. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, in terms of what you guys are doing, I mean, the reason you know that really got me interested in what you guys were doing was that, you know, you mentioned about people being able to use their phone as a node, right? right. I, I guess right. it would be like uh, a client side light. So like uh, installation for, for, for the for the node. So maybe let's let's talk about how exactly does NKN work, right? Um, yes. And, and I know you guys use a uh, a different consensus me mechanism uh, than right. proof of work or proof of stake. Maybe let's let's unpack that a bit. Okay, I'll start with an example. Maybe my parents can understand as well. So, for example, <laughs> we use WeChat to send message between me and my parents, and also we sometimes use voice calls and the video calls on WeChat. So, how does WeChat work, right? So, uh, my parents are in, back in China. I'm in the U.S. in California. So, 
typically a phone or a, a, any application on your phone want to send the data to somewhere else, need to go through a centralized server. It could be a WeChat server, could be a WhatsApp server, could be a Facebook messaging server, right? That server kind of become the caching and can eventually find their way to, uh, for example, my parents' phone. So that's how typically today, like a web 2.0 kind of application works. So you have a centralized server, and uh, which is uh, useful, but also have bring a, a new kind of problems like uh, uh, security issues and uh, privacy issues, because I think lots of these services are kind of free, but the free comes at the cost. They kind of mine your data because they know everything, uh, all the communication, all the data you go through because the server is the, where the value is, right? So the, the, the data is their value. So they, they can sell you things and, uh, and mine it for, for different purposes. So that's Web 2.0. Now in the Web 2.0, uh, 3.0 world, and how can we communicate without a centralized server? So that's what NKN come into the picture. So today we have a mobile app called NMobile. So it's kind of instant messaging application, which is entirely serverless. So again, the same example. So if I want to transmit a message from myself to my parents in China, how do we do it? So we have a kind of mesh network of over 30,000 kind of, we call nodes, but actually just servers, internet servers. So each of them will form kind of mesh that they can relay traffic on top, uh, on behalf of the network. So whenever my phone used the end mobile, try to send a message to my parents, it will connect to a local node or some kind of node or server that's kind of most efficient to relay that message. And from that point on, and that message will be relayed to the next server in NKIN network. So they might go to between two to five hops and eventually will go to my parents. But then you say, what's the difference between a centralized server? So the main difference is any nodes in between will have no visibility of what I'm sending because we have two layers of encryption. So between my parents and I, we will have end-to-end -end encryption. And from hop to hop, they have a second layer of encryption. So any nodes in between, even though they relay the message I send, they have no idea uh, what is in it. And also the intermediate nodes have no idea who actually sent it because they don't even know what's the source of that message. So that's actually a way to not only send it very securely, but also pr uh, preserve your privacy. So that's kind of how NKN help uh, relay data uh, between like two phones. So that's uh, how it works basically on a very high level. Um, it sort of reminds me of uh, state channels. Um, is that is that a fair comparison? Uh, the mesh uh, network. We also use uh, we also use state channels, but for different purpose. Uh, we use kind of a, a, I would say state channel, a payment channel. So, uh, for example, uh, if I want to help other people to stream like video, so I get paid if I'm a miner in between or like I run a node. So then I don't want to have every packet to be counted because it's like so tiny amount of money. And if I put that transaction online, that will be a huge burden for the blockchain and it cannot scale. So what we do is we have a payment channel. So maybe every uh, an hour or every one uh, megabyte of data and then trigger a uh, kind of on-chain on event. So we use it more for micropayments because the communication uh, fundamentally is a tiny bit of data every time, right? You don't want to accounting for every packet. Right, right, right. Uh, the reason I sort of mentioned that uh, is because, um, you know, I was thinking about the the mesh network. Uh, you know, uh, right. if I were to send a message, 
I will be relying on having a node somewhere close to me. I, I imagine there is a right. there's some sort of uh, limiting parameters. You know, uh, the signal goes to you know if, if I, I mean, I guess in, in a in a Web two world, you know, my message would go to a server. That server will broadcast to right. another server. Blah blah blah. Then it goes to China. But in this case, what if there's no you know NKN user or, or server around me for i don't know 15 miles does that does that is that is there any limiting factors in this uh, actually uh hardly any because i think unless you are well as long as you have you have a because uh, nkn is so-called kind of software overlay network so we don't build our own network it's not like uh, uh you are on three uk and i have to switch my mobile plan to NKN and to, in order to get a connection. So you still have your 3UK. But on top of that, we route the traffic differently. So that gives you not only a better route, but also can aggregate traffic and also have uh, like a lower latency. The reason is we have about 30,000 uh, servers or nodes globally. I think there are maybe up to 100 nodes in UK. So uh, as, soon, as long as you have an internet connection, and you should be able to find a NKN node or server, either UK or in Europe or even in the US. I mean, the, the connection between UK and US are pretty good as well. So right. you, you will not have problem finding a node to get you connected. Great, great. So I, I, so I guess what you're saying is that um, you're using the you know, Web2 telecommunications infrastructure, but you have your own right. software on top, which then would encrypt the data and then... You know, it can hop to you know maybe UK to UK or UK to US back to UK. Uh, you know, right. that, that sort of thing. Okay, okay. Um, like so, for people who you know who maybe get interested in 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 joining NKN, you know, you mentioned that token uh, serves a very important function in this, right? So how does right. how does a token work for people who are providing, I guess, bandwidth or or, or you know server functions in this? Yeah, I think it's actually pretty straightforward. There are like three major stakeholders in the kind of token circulation model. So you have the holders or the token owners, and you have the users of token, and then you have the miners who actually run the, the nodes that provide the service. So for example, if I'm an NKN uh, like a user, so uh, if I use, for example, the Nmobile, uh, which is, uh, okay, Nmobile is not a good example because it's free. So let's use the our new product called NConnect. NConnect is a way to for you to remotely connect to your home hard disk. And uh, so, but that's actually for, for a fee. So what you are doing is, so you can create an NKN tunnel between your phone and your home, like a, a network disk. And then every one megabyte you use, then your wallet will be deducted, let's say one NKN. And that one, N one NKN does not go to NKN, uh, the project, but it goes directly to whoever run that server who provide this uh, relay functionality. So that money directly go to the miners wallet. And uh, so that's how, and the miners, of course, you can go sell the NKN token on the exchanges and then get fiat to pay for your server cost and electricity. Um, and then, of course, you, uh, anybody who are interested uh, can go to the, uh, to the exchange to, to purchase token. So that's how the token circulate in the system. So it's pretty simple. Okay, I see. So, you, you know, unconnect, the, um, you mentioned that I can connect my phone to my, uh, I guess, Desktop or or 
laptop at home, yeah. I, can, I can use my right. at-home internet connection, basically a data connection, right? That, that, Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool, right? Because most of the people have unlimited uh, home uh, uh, home uh, internet connection, bang, uh, I guess, data package uh, for, for, for right. their for home. So, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, wow. Um, I I don't think I need my uh, telecom provider anymore. I, I can just use this. Yeah, you, you do need it because you still need the basic connectivity, right? But we can make it more efficient and also optimize it. So one example is uh, we do lots of file transfer between the, the US office and the, the Beijing office, right? Because we have code and uh, binary, et cetera. So if we kind of don't use NKN, right? So which basically means uh, it will go to my local service provider. It could be Comcast. And then that go to Comcast kind of international circuit and then go to China. And maybe local is China Mobile or China Telecom or some network. So that's kind of the way how the packets goes it's kind of semi-defined by the telecom vendors. So that's only one way to go that way. And quite often, they're not optimal. So we find it actually pretty slow and also have very long latency. And then we, we don't change any of your home subscription or the Beijing office connection. We run on top of that, we run NKN. So NKN immediately can find between three to eight different alternative paths so some of them might not be obvious, like you could go to Japan and then go, go to China, or you can go to actually go to UK and go to China. So you go to three or eight different paths and they can parallelize the, the data traffic. So eventually we did a testing. So by using NKN, without changing your home subscription, you can improve the data transfer, like file transfer speed by two to three times. So by utilizing our capability to find the best route in the world and also route concurrently over many different routes. I see. So the, I guess the data will be sent uh, through all routes, but whoever gets their first Correct. is optimal route. Fascinating. Correct. Fascinating. Um, I remember the last time we talked, you, know, um, you were in the process of uh, running pilots for streaming services um, companies in China, right. and quite big ones right. at, at that. Um, so, so you know, I, I, I love the, the functionalities, the use cases that you described. Can you maybe uh, share with us some of the uh, commercial use cases that, that, you know, where people actually use using NKM? Okay. Yeah, I, I think let me give you a quick overview. So what I have described so far is so-called like a, the data platform, right? To enable like a direct point-to-point data transfer between any machine or any humans. So we call it data write. So it's kind of a platform as a service. But that is only for developers, so it's a little bit difficult to understand. But on top of that, we have two services that actually everybody can use every day. One is called NCDN, or New Kind of Content Delivery Network. And the other one is called NConnect, which is like a, a remote connection, secure connection. So I'll start with the uh, the new kind of content delivery because that's exactly what you referred to the the large video platform. So in the U.S. and U.K., I think everybody understand uh, you, uh, like YouTube and uh, and Netflix, but actually there's a very large kind of video platform, very similar in China called iQiyi. Yeah. So iQiyi actually have more than a hundred million paying subscribers. So they carry all the Chinese uh, content, the TVs, movies, and etc. So they are actually our, one of our first commercial wins. So we signed a commercial contract with them. So what we do is we use our uh, over 30,000 servers to distribute their video content for them. So become a caching node basically for IGE. 
So uh, right now we are mostly working in China, but also we are exploring in Southeast Asia and the rest of the world. So this use case is actually very simple to understand. So uh, our CTO have analogy, like uh, let's say uh, McDonald's, right? So if in the entire UK, there's only one McDonald's, like in London, let's say, then somebody living in Wales or, 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 or somewhere else, then, uh, well, they can still get a McDonald's if they order, but it will arrive maybe like uh, half a day later and it will be cold and not very fresh. <laughs> so what we do is we try to say, okay, uh, NKN nodes are like the mini McDonald's like all around the country, right? I, I guess there are hundreds of McDonald's in the UK and those are kind of NKN nodes. So they cache the McDonald's, uh, the Big Macs and McNuggets, which is the, the video content from IG. And then whenever a local customer needs to have the latest show, they can actually cache in or streaming directly from the nearest node they have. So that's kind of the way we work with IT to become their video distribution kind of uh, supplier. Right. So that's called the NCDN. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and people um, may not know this, but um, uh, content distribution network is actually a big business. Um, the, right. You know, I I wonder how how I mean I don't know who are the biggest players in the market in China, but if, for example, um, Alchemy. How 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 do you compare in terms of I don't know I guess cost or speed or efficiency uh, with these uh, established big players in 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 the uh, in the space. Uh, I think uh, I, Akamai probably is not very active in China because China is a very uh, different market. So I would say Baidu and uh, Ali and also uh, Ali Cloud and also the uh, uh, Tencent Cloud and also the three major telecom companies are the main players. So what's the difference? So uh, if you look at the uh, traditional CDN, they typically run out of a few data centers, right? So, uh, so the data center actually is an expensive place to run uh, like a CDN. Not only the hosting cost is high, but also the networking cost is pretty high. Uh, so uh, what we uh, like differentiate mostly is on the pricing. Uh, so we have a crowdsource network. So basically all those uh, um, NKN kind of CDN servers are run by individuals or or miners at home or in their garage or, or in their factory. So those people already pay for their monthly data. So let's say $30 or $50 monthly data. And so any extra data they use to do the CDN, it's uh, free for them. I mean, there's no additional cost for them, but they do earn money for that. So it's a very good value proposition, even though our cost is a fraction of what the, the let's say, China Mobile or China Telecom or the Baidu CDN providing to IT. So that's the reason why uh, pricing is a major differentiator, but also in terms of performance, sometimes we can be better as well, because since we are, we are more distributed geographically, so we have more nodes in the local area, uh, in the provinces, in the different cities. So uh, if the, the content is cached locally, then you will have lower latency and faster kind of uh, uh, buffering time as well. Um, because these contents will be cached within the, I guess, what well, the, 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 is it the um, hardware? Be the NPN. Uh, NKN nodes, which is on the hard disk, basically. Right, yeah. hard disk, right. So, so I guess then one of the possible limitations would be that the the, the space available, right? So, if, if my hard disk only has, Correct. I don't know, uh, two hundred fifty gigabytes of free storage, that's the limit. Right. Um, that so so maybe maybe you know in terms of like the 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 amount of data that is actually available, right? Because the way I I, I see this is that if you know you guys are cheaper, which which you definitely are, because the cost. 
for the people to run this is zero, whereas they are earning money on top of that, right? right? So you mm -hmm. can beat them on cost, but then maybe one of your challenges is that you actually need to have tons of these, you know, uh, individual nodes or servers to actually be able to compete with them in terms of, you know, the amount of uh, data being able to, that they're able to deliver at one time. Is that is that a fair uh, observation? So uh, definitely true that our nodes are much smaller in capacity. So uh, actually, Aichi requires each node to be 100 uh, gigabyte of data at least. So it can be quite small. But 100 gigabyte with the, the right encoding, you can still store maybe, I would say, 50 to 60 uh, feature length movies. And if it's TV program, you can even more. So I think the like in the in the like a uh, content distribution there's kind of so called the uh, the popular content which is kind of 85% people watching and then the long tail which is uh, maybe 10 people 10% of people working uh, watching but they have very diversity in, in different content so i think if you can capture this uh, uh, 10% or even less of the most popular content i think it can serve about 80 70% of needs and then in terms of the long tail then it depends on the uh, algorithm how can intelligently schedule because maybe some geographic area they like to eat, uh, watch j pop and some geographic area they like to eat, uh, watch uh, uh, us uh, nba program so i think it's up to the scheduling algorithm to optimize how to distribute the different content to different places uh, and, and that's that's wrong by the actual, I guess, uh, streaming platform, right? Yeah, okay. correct. Gotcha. So that's what actually was smartly scheduled based on the user behavior. Oh, this is super fascinating, super fascinating. So um, I guess like, but, but is it, here's an interesting question, right? So is it possible um, for, uh, for me to have a NKN node in China and... Right. Um, I, I use, um, I mean, uh, in this case, I'm thinking of uh, uh, NConnect. Um, is it possible then for me to use that while I have my phone, mobile phone, uh, outside China? Uh, yes, because I think we really enable any client, any client connection. It doesn't matter where you are, and uh, if you are behind firewalls or behind the network address translation or gateways, as long as you have an NKN client, you can connect to each other. Wow. Okay. This is it's super fascinating. Super fascinating. Because I'm just thinking, you know, obviously, I think the uh, CDN side that is a, um, you know, that's a very commercial space. Uh, you, you, you know, um, maybe uh, an average uh, crypto user cannot, you know, I guess they can possibly becoming a, a a node in the in the um in the in the network and they become a miner i suppose right and then they can they can yeah, benefit exactly. from that right right correct um and but on top of that for everyday uh users uh they can simply use uh and connect and they'll yeah. be able to i mean the benefits of that is pretty easy to to see, to understand, and uh, it's, it's tangible. Um, we can do that today. So, so how would that work? So will they need to install some sort of software package on their laptop and on their phone, and that's it? Or, or are they need to write code or command line? Or like, how does that work? Yeah, I think it's a good time to touch upon NConnect. That's like our second major product. How does it work, right? So NConnect, I'll start with the concrete example because we just signed a commercial contract with Synology, which is a top three, one of the top three uh, NAS 
uh, vendor. Uh, NAS means network attached storage, which means it's a hard disk at home, but you plug it into Ethernet. Uh, then so the people within your family can actually access. So Synology. So how do we uh, enable the end connect from remotely? So if you are inside the home, it's actually quite easy. So uh, you can actually, uh, you have a local IP address for your NAS device, like a hard disk, and then you can connect it and uh, the, the, like a Windows Explorer can do it automatically almost. But when you're outside of your home, when you're on the road, that connection become more challenging. So uh, your, your home hard disk definitely have a local IP address. Uh, they will not have a, a, like a public addressable, like a, people from outside can visit it because that will be security risk as well. So today, the only solution is really using kind of server uh, that kind of become a mirror. So basically, you copy the things from the, the, the NAS device to the server, and the server uh, you can access from the uh, from your uh, your mobile phones. But that's also again uh, both is a cost issue because uh, some company or yourself need to maintain that cloud server, but also uh, you need to pay for uh, that service. So what N Connect enable is uh, again uh, your home device will need to install N Client NKN Client or the NConnect client, and your phone will install NKN client. And then between your phone and your home hard disk will create a very secure tunnel. So only between your phone and your home device will have the secure tunnel. And then all your previous applications can work as before, as if you are home. So basically, we are kind of like a virtual private network. So even though you are like outside, but you actually as if you are on your local Wi-Fi network. So that's how it works. So then we don't need to change any of the application you used to use to access your home disk or play things on it. Wow. Um, so so is everything done through an, 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 an I guess, user-friendly UI or, or do I need to be a developer you know, running command lines? Uh, it's very user-friendly. So we have a mobile app and uh, on the Nest device, once you install the NK, uh, and we also, the NKN application is like uh, in the uh, app store for the NAS devices, like Synology, they have an app store, so you can install NConnect, and then it will show a QR code. And then you use a mobile phone to scan the QR code, and then the secure tunnel is established. So there's no command needed. Fantastic, fantastic. I think uh, I would like to try that out. Uh, not yet, because huh? I think we are still doing integration with the Synology. So our hope is by end of this month, uh, because they are actually upgrading their uh, NAS operating system between from 6.2 to 7.0. So that's caused a little bit delay. But I think uh, by end of November, you should be able to see and, and connect on the Synology App Store. Fantastic, fantastic. So I guess this is the perfect time to move on to the to the future. We 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 know what it, what the project has achieved um, through the three years of crypto uh, winter through hard work. Um, and uh, I guess the question is, um, what's in store for the for the project? I guess for the next uh, three, uh, I guess uh, six months to a year. Is there any is there anything that uh, you guys are working on that's really exciting? Yeah, uh, I think there are a few fronts. Uh, I think, first of all, we want to continue the success in the two products we have, the uh, the content delivery and also the end connect. So we have now addressed a few customers' needs, but they are actually universally applicable. So I, other than IG, there are lots of content providers, right? You have the video platforms, you have those uh, TikToks and uh, et cetera. So we're expanding that portfolio to different companies in this space and more customers. And then in Unconnect, uh, 
uh, and Nest uh, kind of uh, domain, uh, you have other companies like Asuster, QNAP, and uh, uh, Drobo, and etc. So we are addressing those opportunities as well. But beyond that, if you look at any home devices you want to a secure connection, uh, like a webcam, secure webcam uh, at home, like security cameras, etc. So we're working on some of the uh, prototyping in that area as well. Uh, so those are the kind of the kind of more uh, towards consumer enterprise kind of combination of. Uh, uh, like use cases, and those uh, we plan to kind of have more substantial revenue coming, and those revenue will be uh, like in US dollars or RMB or euros, and then we'll convert into NKN token, and that will be paid to miners by the automatic mechanism. So that will improve the uh, token circulation in the system. So that's one part of it. The second part, uh, we have this N Mobile, this uh, mobile application, which is kind of secure messaging application. So we'll further develop it, adding the audio, video kind of conferencing and uh, uh, audio video call capability. So make it a, a little bit more mass market. Hopefully, we'll be uh, like competing with uh, uh, like uh, applications like uh, Telegram or Discord or Signal. So those are the uh, on the consumer app side uh, what we try to do. Mm, then on the kind of economic side, I think we want to continue to work with some of the U.S. exchanges, uh, for example, a coin, uh, Coinbase and uh, Kraken. And to, I think we're already discussing with uh, coin, uh, Coinbase custody and uh, also potential listing and also Kraken potential listing. So uh, a U.S. Uh, exchange will be very important for us because uh, we have... Uh, good coverage rest of the world with Binance and uh, Huobi and uh, Bittrex and also Upbit, but we want to have a foothold in the U.S. exchange as well. So those are the few things I think we are uh, looking forward to uh, on the business and side and also on the product side. Uh, and also, of course, we will always continue to improve our mainnet and technology side. Um, so if you look at the mainnet, our current uh, node uh, like a scale is 30,000 servers. And uh, I think as, at least according to our CTO, he doesn't see any problem with the same code to run a million or even more servers with the same code. So, but I think that needs an economic incentive to do that, right? So it's a combination of how many people are using the NCD and NConnect and, and also how, uh, what's the price of the NKN that will propel to the next level of scale in terms of the network size. I love the uh, multi-pronged uh, multi approach. Uh, as as a as a, I mean, personally speaking, I would love to be able to sort of like run a. I mean, I don't know if it's possible. Can I run an NKN node on my phone, or that's only for not on the phone yet? Yeah, because I think the phone have two. Re the one biggest reason is the uh, battery consumption, and the second one is uh, uh, for running NKN node, you do need a public IP address which most of phones don't have. Yeah, so those are the two requirements for running on KN Node. People who are listening to, to, to the podcast, you know, in order for them to get involved, uh, you know, they can they can do mining, they can um, right. uh, use a service, uh, use uh, NConnect, uh, and uh, your, what's the name of the, of the, um, of the chat service right now? Uh, is it NMobile? <laughs> And mobile, yeah. I'll send you a link afterwards. Yeah. So the so there's lots of things you can do. You can download the N Mobile uh, chat application, which is available both on the Apple App Store as well as the Google Play Store. And you can, if you happen to have a NAS device like a Synology NAS device, very soon you will be able to install the N Connect and uh, on your NAS device and on your phone. And uh, 
uh, you are welcome to run Node. It's super simple. So we have one-click deployment on three clouds, the Amazon, Google, and also DigitalOcean. So it's a simple one-click deployment. And if you are more technical savvy, you are welcome to run on a Raspberry Pi. Uh, a $40 Raspberry Pi will run perfectly well at home. So those are the things um, the listeners will uh, be able to kind of just uh, get your feet wet within KN to try it out. Okay, great. I guess the last question I have is uh, you mentioned a one-click deployment for being a node, for running a node. Um, I right. guess you know, you're running on cloud services, right? Um, do I right. need to pay for, I mean, for, 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 for AWS in the process? I imagine you have to pay for AWS in yes. the process, right? Yeah. I think uh, for all the cloud services, you need to pay, but most of them have a free trial. So you can at least use their free credits to just test it out. So I, I don't know the latest, but all of them have a kind of free credit between, I would say, 20 to $100 to just test out. So that's one way to test it without kind of commit to money upfront. But if you run at home, use an old computer or Raspberry Pi, then it's basically zero cost, right? So you are just uh, uh, running it with uh, existing hardware. Great. Okay. So fantastic. Thank you so much, Bruce, for your time today. I loved your update on the project and I look forward to having you back on the show again. <laughs>